Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? <laughs> Getting through it, huh? <laughs> it's like being on a, a wheel sometimes. Hope you guys are having a great night. we got a great show planned for you. As always, DMs open wide open on our Loveline IG page. Uh, follow us and uh, drop us some questions in there. Whatever you want to know about, DMs are always open. Um, we're going to talk about travel. You know, summer's coming. Everyone's wanting to hit the road. You know, this is a conversation that's been coming up in my household. Uh, hey, what does it mean to really get into the summer? <laughs> like, what can we do? What can we not do? What do we need to think about? What do we not need to think about? How comfortable do we feel, right? So this is a conversation that's coming up. I, I know I was talking to my colleagues about it. We are still doing telehealth. I'm not feeling comfortable uh, seeing clients in my office. And the main reason is um, I'm fully vaccinated, but I have clients that aren't. And I have to worry about the clients that are coming in after the clients that are not vaccinated. Um, I can't, you know, every week be checking vaccination cards or also, you know, brand new day before COVID tests. So that's why I'm a little nervous about people going to music festivals and things like that. I, you know, people are going to create fraudulent forms that claim they're vaccinated, uh, fraudulent tests, possibly uh, tests that maybe were wrong. I don't know. So I'm personally not ready to be around individuals, especially not in large spaces with crowds. I don't know. I, I, we, the numbers are still there. Like, I, I think it, it, we've gotten a little comfortable, a little familiar. So I'm still wearing my mask everywhere when I leave the house. Um, but I will be doing some traveling this summer. Um, so here's some things we need to think about. We're going to, we're going to all go through this together because this is something that's literally personal as well. Right? So what are some things we have to think about? Well, the first thing is some people are going to require proof of vaccination. So for those that are on the fence about vaccination, you might want to consider definitely getting vaccinated for a multitude of reasons, including protecting yourself, those around you, right? We Community care is a thing. We are responsible for those around us, actually. Uh, but you might not have the ability to fly on certain airlines and enter certain spaces and and. You know, again, my concerns are I don't want us to start separating and othering and having second-class citizens, but I, I, I haven't worked it all the way through because at the same time, I hold both opinions. I also do want people to get vaccinated and have to prove it to enter certain spaces. And that's kind of where my office comes up. I, I don't feel comfortable you know, creating a false sense of safety by holding clinical hours face-to-face uh, -face while not being able to keep all my clients safe. And like I said, in an office with multiple people coming in and out all day long, there's no way to track that. And so I'm currently not even trying and I'm still doing teletherapy. Trust me, I'm ready to get out and back into the world, but um, we still have to consider, we still have to think. Okay, so first thing, as I said, if you're vaccinated, you might need to prove it. I got my vaccination card. My mom is adorable. She has sent me a little plastic holder for it. Uh, so yeah, think about that. Um, Check whether the place you're going requires vaccinations or a test or quarantining. Um, I have someone who's coming in from another country. I might be leaving the country. And these are all the kinds of things that are needing to be discussed. Do we have sanitary wipes, right? We'll, we'll get there. But it's the mask, all that. But it's bigger around travel, flight, and entrance. What is required? Because there are some places where upon getting there, you do have to quarantine at your expense. There are some places where you have to show proof of vaccination. There are some places where you have to show a test from within 24 or 48 hours. So please, please, please do research. You do not want to end up like a friend of mine, God bless, who did not do his research. He, he very much lives in a fantasy world where everything works out well. That is not the case. The world is actually quite complex. And uh, information is readily available. All he had to do is 
pull out his phone, which he's always on, and Google, um, and uh, yeah, left the country and had some issues. So please, please, please do your due diligence, especially if you're a parent and have children, um, or just like me, who has travel anxiety and wants to make sure that they're aware of everything they're going to kind of you know encounter. Uh, again, check domestic and international restrictions. Keep your documentation with you at all times. Right, might be something important to have with you, along with your passport or your identification, depending on you know where you're going. And staying up to date with travel restrictions, which wasn't familiar with this one, but there's something called travelbands.org. It's a website apparently that has them all itemized. So that's cool. But even if not, you can call the airline. Uh, and it does change. So you do want to maybe call the airline or do your research ahead of time, but then you also want to do it again days before your trip because they do move dates and they do change restrictions, um, tightening them, loosening them. I again had a friend who was traveling and days before they changed the date as to when you had to have last had something. I can't remember the whole full story and it fouled him up because you know, he's like, I checked. <laughs> it was like, yes, that was weeks out. And this is like a rapidly evolving thing. As again, we watch what's happening around the world. We have to remember that. We often are very uh, American-centric or, or, or you know, state-centric and forget that other states are doing their own thing and other countries as well. And there are a lot of countries that are still, well, we're all, we're all in a pandemic still, but there's some places that are doing worse. Um, Yes. So we're going to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to keep talking about what are the things you have to consider when you travel? And these are things I'm going through in my head with y'all because I will be traveling this summer. I need a mental health break and a vacation. Um, but we'll be back. And like I said, DMs always open. If you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs and uh, Loveline. Past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for my face, click on it. Bam, there they are. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris. Loveline is brought to you by Astroglide, personal lubricants and massage oils for everyone. We'll be back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we're back and uh, we're talking about travel. I know y'all want to travel. We want to travel. We want to get out there. I know this heat kills me, but having been working from home for as long as I have, I am eager to uh, see people, places and things. I'm telling you. I need change of environment. I think our mental health, all of us need change in environment. And remember, you know, mental health, we need breaks, we need vacations, we need travel. It doesn't have to be some big, over-the-top, expensive trip. Remember, psychologically, and I'm always speaking from a psychological uh, first perspective, um, you just need change. And that's why you can get in your car and go for a drive. You can go downtown. You can go, I mean, depending on where you live, there might be a shopping district. There might be a downtown. There might be a more rural area. There might be an area with a lake or hiking. Get in a car. Walk in a new environment. Take a blanket and, and some food or a book and go, go sit by the lake you know, in the hiking area, in the hiking area, I sound like totally ridiculous when I say things like that. Um, in the snow, I, I'm not, you know, the summer's coming. I would love to have access to a snowy area. Um, anyway, all right, back to the topic, because this is something I'm trying to pay attention to as I'm talking to you guys. So uh, before the break, we were talking about the fact that you want to have your vaccine information with you. Also, they, this is something that a couple people were talking about when I was doing the research, possibly upgrading your flight. And this is going to be budget specific because some people's budgets don't allow for something like that, but upgrading your flight to business or first class can mean less exposure to others. So this might be the time to splurge if that's something that's possible for you or the people you're traveling with because you have more space. You're not uh, crammed in next to people. 
and uh, you get on the plane first, and every well, everyone's walking by you, so that ain't so good. But uh, nonetheless, while in flight, you have a little more breathing room. So if you can afford first class or business class, go for it. I appreciate that a lot of people can't because they price gouge you for that bigger chair. Um, but worry not because if that's something that's not reasonable or something you're not willing to spend on, I hear you. I hear you. Um, flying economy can be done safely. Some airlines are still blocking out middle seats. Some aren't. So you, if that's something that's a concern to you, which to me, it absolutely is. There's no way I'm sitting next to someone I don't know. Um, you want to check in on what airlines are full capacity. And a lot of them actually are getting back to that. Cause you know, money, it's always about the money. Always, even when you don't think it is, it is. Always try to say, how might this actually be financially driven? Because that's how these companies work. But um, wear your mask. Here, here's something new. I had not heard this. I can't really explain to you why this is. I did not do a deep dive. So if you are as, as curious as I am, go do the research. One of the things someone said was wear a mask or two. Okay, I, I hear that. But this last part. And change your masks every hour. Why am I changing my mask every hour? That to me implies that it becomes less sterile or safe. Is that like, I'm trying to understand that. Is that things from the outside? I I, I can't understand that. That's not clear to me. Maybe I'm being really dim about this, but I don't know why they're saying that to change your mask every hour. What's I I don't understand that. How many masks are you bringing? If I'm flying to the East coast, six hours, I got to bring six. Cause it literally says change your mask every hour. Like that, that's a lot. And then am I washing them at my destination and flying back? Or am I bringing a, another six for the way back, thereby bringing 12? Uh, I, I don't understand that part. So I'm going to leave you all in wonder. Um, there will be no surprise, you know, twist with that one. That's on y'all. Uh, keep your air vent open, help with air circulation. I always have on the airplane, the air blowing down on me, like a gigantic, powerful deluge of air. I, I can't heat. Tr- I, I have massive responses to heat and sunlight. I'm sound sensitive. I'm light sensitive and I'm heat sensitive. Trust me. I don't like it because my seasonal effective in the summer, it it's really problematic. <laughs> so I already got that covered. But for those that are a little chilly and they close it, put that bad boy on full blast, bring a sweater, bring a hoodie, do whatever you got to do. But we want that circulation. Also, here's another one. Use hand sanitizer after receiving any items from the flight attendant. And when you use a return from the bathroom, which Y'all should be doing anyway because airplanes are not sanitized between flights. They're just picking up trash. They're not going through there with like a uh, gigantic blower sanitizing everything. Those rooms are dirty, but the world's dirty. You think there's people constantly cleaning like the door handles of everything or like a kiosk? You know, there's no one coming by wiping down that kiosk. I, that's one of the most powerful things I learned about me. I'm pretty hygienic. But I realized I'm far dirtier than I thought I was because through COVID having to wash my hands more, it made me really realize how re- how often I wasn't. I thought I was doing the bare minimum, like after the bathroom and maybe after I was out like shopping or something. But it really reminded me things like, how about your cell phone? I was not one of those people who was frequently cleaning my cell phones. But that's a real thing always, not just during pandemic. Like we should be at least once a day spraying something on a towel and wiping off our cell phones. Do you know how dirty those things are? I, I was tracking it. I was putting my phone down on different surfaces while at the store to do something, while at the coffee shop working. And then picking it back up and think of how many things your hands might touch and then you grab your phone while you're out shopping. Your phone might be in your pocket, but think of all the door handles, the credit card machine, the clo- like all the things you're touching and then you grab your phone and then you like smush it up against your face. That's disgusting. I also caught myself having been out all day, touching on my phone, I caught myself swiping and then I was picking something at my, on my lip. I was picking my lip, which means I was sticking my disgusting dirty finger in my mouth. A lot of learning goes on. I learned so much about virology and germology just through this. So um, clean your damn hands. (laughs) And then uh, don't put that hand sanitizer away because ready for this one, they're like, after the flight, you'll want to keep your sanitizer closed because you have the shuttle, elevator buttons, handrails. Makes you never want to leave the house again. Um, And this is whether you're vaccinated or not. Sorry, I'm looking through this. 
Uh, oh, we got to take another break. Okay. Uh, I was under a little bit of a roll there. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to keep talking about travel safety. And then after that, we're going to talk about ways to deal with depression. So uh, trust me, it's not going to be a whole night of talking about pandemic. I appreciate that some people are like enough already, but there's still stuff to talk about. All right. So we'll be back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on Odyssey. All right, y'all, we're back and we're talking about traveling, traveling safe this summer. We all need to get out. And I was saying that, remember, when we use words like travel or vacation, I think often people think it has to mean far away, expenses, complexity, um, even going with others somewhere that we can take great pictures or destination, different temperatures. It doesn't have to be the case. I think what's really beautiful is... Maybe you've realized this, maybe you haven't, but in having less access to the world, it really did force me to explore what is more local that maybe I hadn't really taken into account before. And I, I want us to almost translate these words into just change. We just need change in new environments, and that can really have a massive impact on us in terms of mental health, slowing down our nervous system, uh, generating some creativity, soothing us, making us smile. Really take a moment or two, whatever town or city you live in, whatever town or cities you maybe are close to, go on and Google. There are web pages and magazines that their entire um, role is to really help you better understand hidden gems or even some popular spots in your local areas that maybe you hadn't considered or visited. And that can be an entire day and that will feel like a vacation. You can build in a few of those back to back. Um, maybe you do it once a weekend. I, I don't know how you're gonna really build it in, but there's so much we can do. We just need change. Go check out some of the mu museums or galleries. Go window shopping. Go check out some different restaurants or coffee shops. Like I said, all of us have some access to some point to rivers, lakes, hiking, parks. I, during normal times when the weather's cooler, cause you do not, you will not ever see me out in the bright sunlight. Um, and if, and if, and if so, you look at the look on my face. Um, I was spending a lot of times in, in local parks. That was something I had never considered. I would drive by them and I often thought they're for kids. They're not. You can go to a park, bring your water bottle, bring some lunch, bring a book, bring your laptop, bring nothing, bring board games, bring some art and, and just sit there. It is there's something about change that's really transformative, but the same thing with being in nature, sitting on the ground, staring at trees, feeling the wind on your face. It was so soothing, and that's something I've been doing with a book. I take a book, I take some food, and I get a blanket, and I go to the park. But also in LA, we have access to hiking and the beach and things like that, but just take time to look at the hidden gems um, of your local areas or nearby areas. Day trips are amazing, whether alone or with others. Some of the more you know, profound moments I've had is when I was out doing things on my own, going to a museum or a gallery or things like that by myself. You're, you're less distracted. You're actually more present with the environment around you, right? So um, do that. Going to the movies, I think there's a lot more around us than we thought we had, but um, just tap into something. But finally, again, um, Airbnbs could be great for some people if they don't feel secure taking a vacation, maybe in a hotel. Although I'm really proud of how hotels have handled things uh, for an event that I had to be a part of. Long story, it doesn't matter. Um, I stayed at a hotel. I had some anxiety about it. I didn't feel prepared for it. And uh, I called ahead, asked them a kajillion, million, bazillion questions, which I have the right to do. They were very kind and accommodating. The remote control of the television was, was wrapped to show that it had been sanitized. They were spacing things out. They had barrier. I mean, it was really phenomenal. So, um, you know, do consider that. But if not, you can Airbnb, bring your own stuff. Like I said, going outside. If you're not ready to get on an airplane or um, a bus, totally get that. I'm not. Like that kind of stuff stresses me out. You can rent a car. That's an idea. You know, maybe you go somewhere a little closer or maybe you don't. Maybe you take that bad boy and, you know, off you go as far as you can go. I don't know. Um, I do recommend avoiding big crowds. I know everyone's going to hate me for saying that, but that is my advice. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't think we're ready. Some people are, have been doing it and will continue to do it. That's cool. But I will only be doing things where I can stay six feet apart from people. I, I don't trust those around me to um, be doing what they need to do to keep me in and everyone else I care about safe. I'm sorry, you know? Uh, vaccines are not 100% effective. They're not. And if you're one of those people who's in the 4% or 20%, well, then it's 100%, you know? Um, so I would uh, try to do things that are not big, big crowd-based, you know? Also get some travel insurance. I love that. I never, I never think about things like that due to changing restrictions. Um, and then finally, again, I'm looking at a bunch of research. Don't put yourself under financial pressure. 
Yeah. Book in advance. That's another interesting one. Book in advance because the prices are so low. Uh, and if you get the insurance, which actually is pretty freaking cheap, then you don't have to worry about having to cancel or change. Um, find face coverings that work for you, right? So the bottom line is try different masks to see which ones you can wear for a long time. Pack multiple masks, change them frequently. That is still a big thing for me to make sure I'm washing them and changing them. Although I still don't understand why on an airplane they want you to change it every hour. Um, is that because of how much you're breathing in and how much crap is on it? I hope not, because if so, we shouldn't be flying. Uh, let me know. Feel free to slide in the DMs and answer that one. Tell producer Alex to share that answer with me if you do. Uh, what else? Face shields for people that are sensitive. Gosh, basically just preparation. Be prepared. Do your research. That's really the takeaway. Um, they said, even if you're vaccinated, it's still a good idea to wear a mask, stay six feet away, avoid crowds, and wash your hands frequently. This is good advice for staying healthy, even if we are not in a pandemic. Really sit with that. Even if we're not in a pandemic, wear a mask, stay away from people. I mean, that's the new, it's maybe the new normal. Get familiar with that. You're going to be seeing a lot more people doing it full time. All right, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to be gliding into those DMs. Why? Because Astroglide, you listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris. And Loveline is brought to you by Astroglide, personal lubricants and massage oils for everyone. Stick around. We'll be back. All right, y'all, we are back, and now it's time to glide into those DMs, brought to you by Astroglide. Gliding into the DMs. That's right. You got a DM for us, drop it in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Whatever you're wondering about, we're here to answer your questions. This one says, hey, Loveline and Dr. Chris, I've struggled. It's been ongoing in making connections. Quarantine definitely didn't help, and uh, I recently got reconnected with someone who had ghosted me before, and uh, we wound up hooking up a few weeks ago. It was good. Felt fine in the moment. Thought we were both now on a new and similar page. But as weeks have gone by, I've been circling back, reaching out, but getting no responses back. Uh, even yesterday, I reached out only for him to not respond. Am I ridiculous for, I love that word ridiculous. Am I ridiculous for expecting reciprocation? Now I know I'm a victim of double ghosting. Uh, My knowledge told me that maybe things could be different this time around. Yeah, this is a funky one. A few things, double ghosted. So I always want to make these both um, solution focused for the person answering a question, but also kind of takeaways for the uh, audience listening, you know, we need to start being more kind and we also need to start being more forthcoming and transparent. Um, there's a lot of misinformation out there that I think is not really rooted in mental health for um, either individuals in such a scenario where people talk about you know, what, what their responsibility is. And, and I think often that concept is used in a defensive manner to just not really lean in or act from your better self. I'm not responsible for other people. Yeah, 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 100% are. Yes, you are. And if you've connected with someone, even if it's a one-night fling, but, you know, in a back alley, you can't see their face, you don't know their name, you are still responsible for the fact that you're interacting with a human being and you're impacting them. Sex and romance and any form of connection or socialization is not neutral. It impacts people. They are left better off or worse off. Even if it's subtle and covert, they're left thinking the world is safe. I can trust other people. Dating's fun or the opposite. Make it your role to be a positive influence on others. We are responsible for the way we impact those around us 100%. It's not about just keeping your side of the street clean. We are responsible for keeping the whole world clean. To use a literal example, yes, please go help pick up trash off the ocean because some people are gross. You know what I mean? And yes, if you see someone getting harmed, help. <clears throat> if you see someone needing help, help. <laughs> Stick up for people. Get involved. Care about your neighbor. Yes, please. So stop ghosting people. If you are not willing to be forthcoming and to say to someone, hey, it's been great hanging out, no longer interested in dating, or hey, we hooked up, I see that you keep reaching out, I'm not really looking for anything more, just sex. If you're not willing to do that, please stop dating and having sex because you're harming people. You're not doing it from a mental health perspective, and you need to be, and I will hold everyone accountable to that. I hold everyone in my life accountable to that. If you're not willing to be honest and transparent, please take a break because you're hurting people, and people shouldn't have to be you know, decoding these odd text messages and wondering how long is too long and I haven't heard from someone in this amount of time, what's going on? Now on the flip side, 
part of also being healthy enough to date and hook up and all that is the willingness to be vulnerable and ask questions. Oftentimes, no one's actually being honest or upfront. You have to be willing to say, hey, you know, I reached out, haven't heard back. Are you just looking for sex only? Or, hey, that felt great yesterday. I felt a connection. Would you want to go on a date? We have to also be willing to ask questions directly. So it's a responsibility of both parties. That's what I'm saying to the author of this question. You're both responsible. You did not ask honest, concrete, outright questions. And the person wasn't healthy enough to be forthcoming themselves. And this is how we need to be moving through the world. Far too many people are struggling and wounded because no one's being honest. No one has an ethic of accountability. And those are bare minimum. This, these are things I'm talking about that takes mere seconds. We have the time. We have the energy. We just have to have the willingness you know, this is important stuff. This is a mental health issue, you know? So I want us to get better about it. It's not a trick. It's not a hookup. It's not, it was only one time. It's only online. Those are all qualifiers that you're using to dehumanize a process and to not have to take accountability, you know? And, and we want to end that. So moving forward, um, ask the questions you need to ask. You're wondering something, ask. You think someone's confused about your interest in them? Tell them, clarify, clean it up. You know what I mean? We got to be better. Um, all right. Uh, so coming up next, we're going to be talking about depression and then, uh, we'll be gliding out of the show with some more TMs. So, uh, stick around. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q brought to you by Astroglide. We'll be back. Gliding into the DMs is brought to you by Astroglide. All right. We're back and we're talking about dealing with depression. It's a tough one because I think a lot of people can relate to this, right? You know, depression is a big umbrella term. And for a lot of us, we sling that word around, we misuse it. But I want to make this uh, topic very inclusive. So I'm going to use the broadest definition. I'm not talking necessarily about clinical depression. I just want to honor everyone who struggles with low mood, uh, low energy, low motivation, um, a little bit of irritability, a little bit of discontent, or those that are more on the clinical end of, um, you know, having more impairment in their ability to get their activities of daily living accomplished, which is a big marker for more severe depression. So look, it's been a rough time. Um, I always just keep reiterating this as a way to kind of honor and hold space that some people have lost their jobs, they have financial insecurity, they've lost loved ones, um, maybe they've had to move out of town or out of their apartment, move back in with family or friends. It's been very, very much an upheaval. And what's interesting is, you know, we're not we're not out of it yet in that I'm still seeing people packing up and leaving, even just locally LA. They can't afford it anymore or the job's not happening. I know friends that had permanently at this point left New York. Uh, broad, uh, Broadway shut down and even though it's gonna come back, they were just like, can't do the hustle anymore. I can't hang there, hang in there until then. I know people that have gone to school during this time and will be changing careers. So with all of that can come some grief, some loss, some frustration, some disappointment, some depression, some things that kind of swirl in and now, right? Depression is something that's going to be very common for a lot of us, right? And that's the thing is that it's very familiar. So we always want to make sure um, we're, we're kind of being soft and kind with ourselves, right? Depression sucks away often your energy, right? Can make you feel exhausted, make you feel tired, fatigued, empty. Can be really hard to kind of get ourselves focused or motivated to do what might help us. Or even if we just let it be, because sometimes our mental health issues, our frustrations are things that just need to be a companion because they're not always resolvable, you know, or don't always need to be resolved, right? Like depression isn't always something we need to get rid of. We have to learn how to live with some of it, right? Um, but there are some small things that we can do or focus on to help us improve our well-being or to make it more manageable, right? To take care of ourselves. So the first thing is be kind with yourself. Like don't, don't complicate feeling bad by then making yourself feel bad that you feel bad. Don't complicate it by adding that other layer of guilting yourself or shaming yourself as though how you feel is bad or wrong, right? It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter if you're a parent or a therapist or whatever your role is in the world. Depression is still a part of life. And that's why I'm thankful that celebrities and athletes are coming out more. People like Michael Phelps, who has been a long-standing mental health advocate talking about his own depression. And you would think, wow, this person is famous, um, won tons of gold medals. Why, why, what are they, what do they have to be depressed about? But that's, that's the kicker about mental health and depression is it isn't always even rooted in something. It's not about lack, although for some people it can be, 
right? It's something that we all have to get familiar with because again, if, if not for our own self, for those maybe around us. So meet yourself where you're at. Um, like I said, don't complicate it. And, and also know that this is gonna show up differently for everyone. And it should never be about, well, it's not as bad as someone else's or it's not bad enough for me to, I don't know, ask for special accommodations or take care of myself. Your mental health matters, period. It doesn't need to be as bad as someone else's or severe enough for you to say, hey, I need this to be acknowledged or accommodated somehow, right? Um, and that ties into, again, like I said, just there is, there's an element of letting ourselves acknowledge and sit with. If you're having a rough day, a down day, you're allowed to feel that. I want us to be able to drop down into it. I don't want it to be that toxic positivity where we're thinking that if we're feeling bad, we have to work on feeling happy. And that's that's not the truth. You know, they're not even opposites. Those are two separate experiences. Happiness and depression are not one end of the same continuum, right? Um, and we're allowed to also, if we want, work on kind of elevating or pushing ourselves through and out. Some people like taking these lower moods and they work on art or writing or journaling, right? And some people though are saying things like, well, I have to work or I have kids to take care of. I can't really spend time with, drop into, or even be negatively impacted by, right? So just meet yourself where you're at. It's not always gonna show up at the most ideal times. Um, I've had just some time, I remember one of the more profound moments when I was really dealing with some severe depression. This was at a time in my life where I didn't feel like I could really honor it, right? And I was out of town and I was a speaker and I was so deeply depressed. I, I Now looking back, I might have honestly said, unfortunately, and I know this is a big deal, I'm really battling some mental health stuff. I'm not able to get on a plane and fly out and be your keynote. You're going to have to find someone else. I wish now I had done that. My mental health meant more. They could have found someone else. It would have been a big deal for them, very disappointing, but like, I, I can't, I can't care. And I read an article that was on that debate. They were saying, well, like, how do we both be mental health centered and supportive, but also not using it as an excuse to get out of doing things we don't want to do. And it was this like, I can't think of the way they verbalize it because they said it in a very eloquent, nuanced way that was just holding space for, yes, mental health matters. But could some people be overly sensitive to almost weaponizing or using that concept? So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk, we'll talk specifically about that. So stick around. We'll keep talking about depression. Uh, you're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris. Loveline is brought to you by Astroglide, personal lubricants and massage oils for everyone. Stick around. We'll be back. All right, we're back and we're talking about depression, um, something all of us most likely will at some point in our lives deal with, and if not ourselves directly, someone we care about. And in the last segment, we're just saying that, you know, for some of us, it's something we have to carry with us. It's going to be a frequent occurrence, right? For others, it's about not complicating it by feeling bad that you feel bad and, and instead saying, hey, I'm depressed and it's okay that I am. Nothing necessarily needs to be done. I'm not bad, wrong, or broken. It doesn't even necessarily need a solution, curing, or fixing. Sometimes it's I'm depressed and I go through my day and about my day as I normally would. Other times it's more severe and you can't. So I was telling a story before the break about how I was to be out of town keynoting for a uh, conference and I was severely depressed. And I was saying now looking back, I wish I had maybe said, I'm, unfortunately, I can't attend. And I was sharing how I was reading an article and people were saying, yes, that is something. And we talk about uh, Naomi who, you know, tennis player Naomi Osaka and how she dropped out and has pushed back on interviews saying I'm severely depressed. And like, we have to hold space for that. I was watching a video of her doing an interview while depressed and it was actually quite heartbreaking, but some people were saying, yeah, but we're afraid of people misusing that. And it's like, well, I don't know, maybe they will, but I'd rather live in a world where we, we can accommodate and we know how to deal with and we can speak up and we can set boundaries. And yeah, that might put some people out and frustrate them and disappoint them. But I don't like the idea that people are going to suffer and push through just so they can say, I did it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think that there's valor in that. I'm one of those people that I'll say all the time, it's okay to quit things. Quit them because you're not enjoying it. It's okay to say that's not right for me. That doesn't feel good. I don't want to do it anymore. It's okay in the middle of a marathon to quit. Like, I, I, I guess I don't put so much valor in this idea of completion because it's not even a real thing. A marathon is an arbitrary length of time and distance that we created. 
and it's okay to say, I'm only going to do part of it. I realize it's more, it's more than I can handle, or it's not something I realize I'm interested in completing anymore. It's okay to go to college and enroll in an educational program and then realize it's not something you're enjoying and drop out. I don't think we should complete things just so we can say I completed something and then tie our worth to this idea of completion. I'd rather live in a world where people are going after things that make them happy and feel good to them and are saying things like, yeah, that doesn't sound good to me or that's not good for my mental health. And so, yeah, I'm dropping out halfway or unfortunately I have to cancel and I'm not going to be able to make it or appear. Like I want to live in a mental health centered world where people are like, yeah, I understand that. Thank you for taking care of yourself. That's what I want the answer to be is of course, thank you for taking care of yourself. That makes a lot of sense. Um, cause it serves no one for us to just be pushing three, pushing through, not setting boundaries, not taking care of ourselves. I, I just think that that's really detrimental. Um, I don't think that that's the better angle. Um, so anyway, back to what to do with this depression. Um, something I'm also reminding clients of mine is this idea that, you know, we don't want to let a, a bad moment necessarily have to become a bad day. We don't have to let a bad day become a bad week. And I see people doing that, right? And I've done that. You know, you start your day off, you spill your coffee on yourself, right? Um, I don't know what else could happen that's lower level. You spill coffee on yourself, you drop and break something, you're just like, oh, it's going to be a horrible day. No, no, that doesn't mean that. And that doesn't promise that, right? It doesn't, it, that, that isn't true. I want us to get better about saying, what a bad moment, but I hold hope and curiosity as to what's to come next because it's very possible that this day vastly improves or stays equally as annoying or even gets worse. But let's not determine that until it happens. Like let's not suffer twice in theory and anticipation and then if and when it actually does become insufferable. Let's just wait and see because sometimes it is just that moment, right? I don't think that there's something universal that said, we're gonna give this person a bad day and this is just the beginning. I don't believe it works like that. Things happen. And there is some ability within those things that are happening to detach and say, yeah, I spilled my coffee. All is still well. That's an option too, right? To just okay it. And I'm also reminding people to right size things. If it's about a four, respond with about a four, maybe plus or minus with a three or a five. But let's get better about making fours, not tens or nines. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, they drop that on the floor. Luckily, we can wipe it up. So let's not respond as though it's a 15. That's about a three, you know? So I want us to get better about right-sizing things, right? Also holding space for things actually getting better and being different. So a bad moment is just that moment. And or okaying things and saying, yeah, wasn't ideal, but I'll accept it. This powerful form of acceptance. It, it's vast. It's big. It helps us. We can apply to so many situations. I want us to get better about that, you know? And that's kind of part of this other idea in how we deal with depression is looking at parts because when we look at uh, suicidality, which can be a very extreme response to some of this, um, for others, it's, it's, it's a very reasonable thing based on the context of their life that they wouldn't necessarily want to be a part of it anymore. But what I see happening is people don't realize that often it's a part of life that we're frustrated with, but we somehow let it be more ubiquitous or universalized. Everything's horrible, but usually it's not. It's something or pieces. That's not to water down the severity of what might be happening, but it's just to say, be very cautious. Like I said about deciding the whole day's ruined when something bad happens in the moment, be very thoughtful about not saying everything's bad when there's just a component that's bad. For instance, maybe you're having difficulty dating, right? But let's just make it about that. Like dating is horrible. Not my entire life and the entire year and everything. Dating is. Really let it be about the part. Don't just really make it about the entire whole, right? I think that that's powerful because I see people doing that. And that fouls us up, right? We go to a party and someone we don't want to see is there. But again, that doesn't mean the whole party and the whole night have to be horrible. We can right size it. Someone's here I don't want to see. Is that like a four or five or six? Let me respond that way. Also, maybe the party can still be fun if I hold space for that, right? Also, is there any way I can accept that? Yeah, someone I don't want to see is in the room, but that doesn't mean that the, impart, the entire party has to be horrible. Is there a way I can lean into some fun or something while still here? Or is it a mental health issue and it's going to make me very anxious? We have a lot of unresolved stuff. Maybe they were even abusive. And it's actually more important that I set a boundary and I exit. And I don't even have to explain myself. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go. Thank you for inviting me. Have an awesome rest of your night and we'll talk soon. And then you exit because that's always an option too. 
you know? All right, we're gonna take a little break, and when we come back, um, we're gonna keep talking about depression and mental health, and then, of course, we'll be closing out the show with some DMs. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new Channel Q and on Odyssey. All right, we're back, and we're talking about dealing with depression and mental health issues. As always, we're looking at it through the lens of self-care, setting boundaries, asking for what we need, also self-talk, how we're talking to ourselves, but also just a little bit of a self-regulation perspective. And that comes in when I'm talking about things like, hey, right-size it. If it's a three, respond with a level three. If it's a six, you can give it a six, but let's not give three or fours responses that are like an eight or a nine. Like, let's, let's right-size it. Um, I have clients actively doing that. They have to call out in their head a number to assess, and they work on giving it an equal response. Some people tend to exaggerate, dra- dramatize, catastrophize, and it really doesn't serve them or those around them. So we're talking about doing that. We're also talking about saying, like, hey, is that going to be healthy for me, or is that just not something I can handle this week? We're talking about going into acceptance of things not being ideal, and that's okay, right? We're also talking about... Realizing that a bad moment doesn't have to be an entire bad day. A bad day doesn't have to become an entire bad week, right? We're also talking about acknowledging that a part of something might be off, but that doesn't mean the total has to be bad. I was using the example of going to a party. Someone's there that you don't want to see. Maybe that doesn't mean it has to be a bad night. That doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a 10 of a response. It doesn't necessarily mean that there isn't fun to be had somewhere at some point at the party, right? Maybe we go into acceptance. Maybe we find fun elsewhere. Or we realize in a trauma-informed way, this is bigger than I can deal with. Something problematic and unsafe might have happened with that person. You set a boundary and you exit. You know, I'm not able to be here anymore. Enjoy the rest of your night. I'm going to go have fun with your friends at the party, right? So all these things are possible for us. I also like the idea of doing opposite of what the depressive voice tells you. Sometimes, right, our depression or anxiety will be dramatized, catastrophized, and it'll it'll really spiral us. And so we have to have what we call an observing ego, the secondary part of us from a higher self that's really saying, wait a minute, what are you what is your depression saying? Is that accurate? Is that honest? Do we want to honor it? Is there another way of looking at this? Is there another solution? That's really part of mental health and emotional intelligence. This is not always honoring how you feel or what or what the self-talk is saying. Sometimes we do need to do that. Other times we need to say, no, that's not the case. I know I feel unsafe, but I'm recognizing from my observing ego or a higher self that everything's actually quite okay. Or I can go sit with someone over there and that will provide some co-regulation and safety, right? So we don't want to just respond immediately. I do want us to pause and check in, right? Is this real? What number is this? What kind of response should I give this? Is this, is there another way of looking at this? So sometimes doing something opposite, sometimes watering it down. Also setting attainable goals. I hear some people expecting way too much for themselves based on what's going on for them in their lives, based on the kind of year we've had, right? Like I keep saying 60%, maybe 70% max is what we're doing. We're going easier on ourselves. We're not trying to be perfect. We're not burning out. We're done with burning out. There's no valor in that, right? We're, we're, we're doing comfortable. We're doing casual. Even at the gym, I'm not stressing myself, sweating all over the place. I'm like, look, I'm going to go, move my body, feel good, and then leave. And I'm saying, I'm applying that to everything I do. Oh, you want me to write a book for, you know, a chapter for your book? I'll give you something awesome. I put my name behind things. My integrity is in there. I'm not going to burn myself out though. You're gonna get you're gonna get good enough. Good enough is the model for everything right now. Good enough. If I throw a party, it's gonna be good enough. If I write something, it's gonna be good enough. Good enough. That's all we're trying to do. 60, 70%. Not doing perfect anymore, not burning ourselves out. And also reward yourself. I think there's something really great in rewarding ourselves. We challenge ourselves. Life can be very hard and difficult. Maybe sometimes we need some kind of reward on the other end. You know, I don't necessarily want to go to this party, but I realize that nothing bad is there. I realize that it might be a little difficult, but there's people there I want to see. And then I'm going to do something good for myself on the other end. Uh, For some people, it's about creating um, a routine, right? Um, That is very helpful for a lot of people because routines build familiarity. And a lot of people need familiarity, right? Um, As we get older, we tend to get more routine inhabited, right? Habited? Yeah, we get more into habits. How do you conjugate that? I'll have to work on that one. That didn't sound correct. Um, but yeah, as we get older, we get more rigid. And uh, But routine can help people with mental health issues because we know to expect. We know how much energy we might need. 
and then we can leave some things off, add some things, right? And so I think routine can be very helpful. It's very familiar, but just make sure that the goals you're setting for yourself are reasonable and attainable. We're not trying to overpack. For a lot of us, whatever you're building into the day or the week or the month, do it and then knock a few things off. Because like I keep saying, every single day, there should be a form of self-care built in. Every single day, there should be something that gives you just joy or pleasure, has nothing beneficial other than puts a smile on your face or feels good. And every single day, other than the sleep we have at night, we're also resting. I want that built into everyone's schedule. I want to look at your daily schedule and say, circle where there's joy and pleasure built in there or space for it to emerge. Tell me where you're doing something restful and tell me where you're doing something rooted in self-care, which could be those other two things I said or something else. But these are the kinds of things that we need to be thinking about. So zero in on that. Going to take a little break. Uh, we'll be talking more about this topic scattered throughout the week. Um, lots to say about it. But um, yes, when we come back, we're going to be gliding into those DMs. So if you got a DM for us, anything you're wondering about, drop it in the IG, uh, in the DMs there, because uh, someone else might be wondering about it. You're helping everyone else out. Or if you want clarification on something, I realize that that's another way you can use those DMs. If we're talking about a topic and you want me to go deeper, or explain, or unpack an example, put that in there. And past episodes of Loveline, as always, are over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for my face, click on it. Bam, there they are. We'll be back. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris. Loveline is brought to you by Astroglide, personal lubricants and massage oils for everyone. We'll be back. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all right we're back and now it's time to glide into the dms brought to you by astroglide gliding into the dms all right this one says uh Hey, love line. I'm just feeling so unmotivated and not that interested in doing very much right now. Between our, oh my gosh, yes. Between all that's going on politically, all that's going on with mask mandates, COVID's still happening. I'm trying to work from home. I am just tired. Yep, we all feel that. We all are collectively a little burnt out. It's been quite quite a couple years with uh, that ridiculous present president we had to get rid of and trying to clean up all the mess that that guy made. Um, COVID, still a thing, still a thing. Trying to understand what's going on locally and statewide with mask mandates, trying to figure out safe ways to travel. Are we going back to work? Are we going back to school? Um, Now that we know that people can do their jobs from home, will our employers allow us to center our mental health and set boundaries? Like, what the heck's going on? I'm talking, I'm working with parents that are still like, I don't know if I feel safe sending my kids to school. doesn't matter that they're open. I don't know if I feel safe. Is everyone vaccinated? Are they checking for vaccinations? Yes, the list goes on. Um, So here's what your question is though. Is there anything or are there things you do to keep yourself motivated? Um, 
Man, this is actually more of a complex question than I think you realize. Um, I don't work on motivation. I'm more about honesty and authenticity. If I don't feel motivated to do something, I don't do it because most likely it's not something that has meaning or value to me. I don't push myself to participate in things that I don't feel interested in. <clears throat> that's, my, that's my rough answer. Um, what do I need to be motivated to do, right? Like to clean? Um, I'm trying to think of things that might be a standard thing that people aren't feeling motivated about. Uh, I think part of the process is um, shifting our experience of something so that it has maybe more meaning in it. Like, yeah, we need to clean our homes, right? And if you're not feeling motivated to do it, well, are the expectations too high? Are you trying to do too often? Um, is now not a great time? Because I'm always telling everyone 60, 70% is good enough. It's a good enough model. I clean to a level that's good enough. Yeah, my place is clean, but I don't go over the top about it. And if I don't want to do it, I don't. And while I'm doing it, I make it fun. I play music, you know, maybe take an edible, um, put something on in the background, <clears throat> maybe get on, you know, uh, my phone with someone. So I just try to make it fun. But a lot of times the things we're not motivated to do are things we don't care about. They don't have meaning and purpose. And so I just don't. I root my life in pleasure and joy, pleasure, joy, and rest. You know, if something's going to stress me out, I don't do it. You know what I mean? If something's going to make me miserable, I pass. You know, that doesn't mean that there aren't things I still have to do. I mean, I still am socialized and participate meaningfully in the world, but you know, I'm in a career that makes sense to me and feels good. It's rooted in my ethics and values. Um, I have healthy boundaries with my friends. I'm in a great relationship. I clean my, you know, but, but all of that isn't because all of that is because of my narrative. I focus on being content. I don't need more. You know what I mean? I'm focusing on really finding gratitude in what I have, trying to make things that aren't fun, fun, uh, passing on things I don't want to do, turning down things that don't feel good to me. You know, right now, a lot of socialization doesn't feel good. So I'm saying no to weddings. I'm saying no to birthday parties. Yeah, that's right. I'll turn down someone's wedding for my own mental health. I'm not feeling safe being around people who are traveling. You know what I mean? And so it's like, congratulations on your big day. But unfortunately, I will not be participating in that. You know what I mean? I'm still working from home. I'm not comfortable returning to the radio station or my clinical practice. It doesn't feel safe to me. There aren't protocols for cleaning air. I don't know who's vaccinated. And right now my mental health needs the comfort of my house. And so that's where I'm working from. Um, and I know that some of that's privilege, but I want us to all lean into that. You know, and I'm also helping people take breaks from work, people that need a mental health break from work. I'm writing letters to their companies to get them that time off. So if you're in therapy and you feel like you need a break from work and it's a mental health issue, have your therapist write a letter, get that mental health time off. You have a right to that. Um, take vacation time, take all your vacation time, you know, use your weekends to find some more joy and pleasure. I don't like using the word motivated. I don't think it's the right word because it's usually about forcing ourselves to participate in systems that maybe aren't right for us or we don't find meaning and value in. I don't know. Work through that a little bit more though. Um, but yes, there are some things we still have to do, you know, and, um, I don't know. I just look at it differently. So anyway, thank you for the questions. If you got a question for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. And uh, as always, if you want to check out past episodes, you can do so by going over to wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for my face. Bam, blam, blam. Click on it. There they are. Post, bin, share. Um, and, you know, spend the rest of your night in some pleasure, some joy, you know, a little bit more rest. Uh, great show tomorrow, though. We'll be talking about mindfulness and also some new dating things that have emerged. Oh, yes. Stick around to learn about all the horrible things we're doing to each other in the dating world. It's a mess. But as always, y'all, thanks for hanging out. And you enjoy the rest of your night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.